Hey guys, here's our first episode of Hitting the Apex, where we talk Formula One and nothing but Formula One. Uh, my name's Nate, and today on episode one, we'll be talking about uh, the recap of the 2018 season, and then we'll discuss a little bit about the 2019 drivers lineup. I'm really excited to dive in, so let's go ahead and start. So just going right into it, I guess, um, let's just discuss a little bit about, a little bit, probably going to be about 30 minutes here, um, let's discuss a little bit about the 2018 F1 season, um, kind of do a recap of what's uh, happened throughout the season, you know, the rise, the falls of uh, Red Bull and, you know, Sebastian Vettel and uh, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, we'll start at Melbourne, of course, being the first race of the season. Australia, uh, quote unquote, a uh, um, I think it's a street circuit. Uh, you can see the lines, anyways. Uh, you get the Ferrari podiums one, two. Uh, you get the Haas let down by having, you know, such a big, you know, oh, we're doing great. We've been cool. We did uh, FP one, two, three, so phenomenal. And then Q one two three, you know, so great. We're looking so good, and then we get to the race, and boom, done, dropped out, let down. Um, it wasn't good, um, but we see that a possible McLaren recovery for um, uh, because it's Seba uh, Sebastian <laughs> Fernando Alonso um, having you know a great run. I think it was eighth place he got. Um, you know, and then, uh, Lewis Hamilton, you know, starting in second place, um, in the, you know, the Australian Grand Prix in the beginning of the season. Um, and then we get to, you know, the first night race at, uh, Bahrain. Um, I think kind of the biggest moment here was the, um, Ferrari pit stop gone wrong. Um. A broken leg because he put his leg out in front of the tire, uh, the left rear tire, and it wasn't put on right either. So it's not like, you know, if he got hurt that um, Kimi Raikkonen would be able to finish the race. Uh, that was a DNF for him because it was an unsafe pit stop. Tire wasn't put on right. Either that or he rode out with, um, I think, one super soft and three uh, soft tires on. Um, and then. Kind of the moment for me, for uh, Lewis Hamilton during the race, was that big triple overtake. Um, I think with that kind of a move, and you not even winning the race, and then barely getting on the podium at third, um, and letting Sebastian Vettel take it, um, just not kind of a, a big thing, big good thing for him. Um, I really enjoyed China, though. Um, the big win by Daniel Ricciardo. At China, um, it kind of makes you think: is that is he the third possible championship uh, competition that we've been wanting? Um, you know, having a Hamilton not finish on the podium, uh, Sebastian Vettel not finish on the podium, having Daniel Ricciardo, Bottas, and Raikkonen just have that podium. It just kind of just maybe there's something more. Maybe we're gonna get a better season, better competitive season. Than we've gotten in years past. Um, 
we get to Azerbaijan after the week after that, um, and we get to the point where it's my favorite uh, street circuit. I really enjoy the big, um, you know, 90 degree angles. Um, I think one of the most surprising moments was that Sergio Perez reaching the podium and taking that third position. Like, wow. Uh, even though it had, um, Vettel didn't get up on the podium, I think, with Perez having that, it kind of, you know, hey, is Force India a competition for that middle ground pack? I also think he kind of got lucky there. But um, with having Bottas blow out that back right tire, uh, getting a puncture, on the uh, front stretch near the start-finish line going into T1, I, it kind of put Pirelli kind of in a bad spot for me. I don't know how many uh, laps were on those sets of tires, but with Valtteri Bottas getting a puncture and having Hamilton take it over and winning the race, I mean, it... Not as much excitement as I wanted to. Red Bull, though, running into the back of each other. Um, I can't remember who ran into the back of who now. But having that big collision, also going in turn one, having to go into kind of that uh, runoff point, um, that was a big moment in the race. Kind of, You would figure that the team would step in. I think they did right after that race and telling them, hey, boys, you can't race like that. You can't race each other like that. We can't lose two drivers. We, you know, we lost way too much money. We could have had way more points. They were, I think, up there pretty well, at least above. Um, I think they were five six or even four five. Um, um, I mean, just taking two competitive drivers out like that with each other just really uncalled for. Um, what I really enjoyed about Spain though was the winglets off of. The off the side of the mirrors of the Ferrari prancing horses um, car. Uh, I call them special mirror winglets uh, because you know if if you're gonna have them on there, there's on they're on there for a reason. Um, I really don't think they would put anything on their car that wouldn't be beneficial. I uh, granted that you sometimes have upgrades that aren't beneficial, but thinking that it is an upgrade. When it's really a downgrade on your car, but this situation, it's a winglet. They're doing something for aero. They're trying to get more aero around the car. Um, and but again, Silver Arrow is taking that one-two at Spain. Um, really big for um, the Silver Arrows and having none of the Ferraris put up on to the podium. Uh, Max Verstappen um, actually took that um, third position. And then Monaco. I think that was the pinnacle point for um, Daniel Ricciardo of the season. Um, having Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton on your tail. I mean, mostly Sebastian Vettel, I would say. Um, but having Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton riding your ass all the way through this, you know, 50-something uh, lap um, race. It just, I mean... Who knows? Uh, with that turbo, if you know, 
I think with the turbo, he would have, of course, I think had a lot more distance between um, him and Vettel. I mean, it was only uh, roughly about seven and a half seconds. I think that would have been up into the teens or even into the 20s um, if he had a full, you know, good turbo and not lack of power. But it's Monaco, and once you have that pole position, um, there's not much chance, you know, for um, any drivers behind you to be able to take the opportunity to uh, overtake you and take that leadership, um, that leadership into the race. Um, so, big moment. Um, now you're thinking at this point, in the first six races, we've had three different drivers win two wins each. It's been uh, Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel, and Dano Ricardo. Um, granted, Ricardo won um, Monaco with a uh, wonky turbo, but um, it, that doesn't really speak on to him as a driver. That's more of you know the Red Bull, the Renault kind of situation um, that, of course, didn't end too uh, happily. But um, you're thinking at this point, are we going to have a three-way run for the championship? I mean, I those. I mean, the last three guys that finished in the uh, on the podium at uh, Monaco, you have Ricardo Vettel, Hamilton, the same three guys that have been winning um, all six races. Is this how it's going to be for you know the season? Is this going to be you know a three-way them all three going back and forth winning races? Obviously, freaking not. Since we found out that you know what. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert! Uh, you know Hamilton won. You know the uh, world championship and Vettel fell short yet again for a fifth year in a row and Mercedes takes the constructor championship like we know that we know you know we knew that was going to happen but we were hoping with you know Ricardo winning two of the first six races Vettel winning two of the first six races Hamilton winning two of the first six races that maybe we had a chance um Canadian Grand Prix was uh, kind of interesting. It was one of those first, like, you know, big fast courses. We know that Ferrari has the better top-end engine. Um, so we were thinking that Ferrari was just going to take it away. Um, I mean, <laughs> they won the race, but Raikkonen didn't finish on the podium. Um, we had collisions, you know, on turn one, turn two, and then that big wreck going down that first stretch after the first few turns. Um, and then, you know, Mercedes kind of has a wake-up call. Bottas is the one that finished P2 and on the podium for um, for the Silver Arrows and for the Red Bull. I mean, we're still thinking, you know, maybe the Red Bull is in, but we got Max Verstappen on P3. Um, rounding out the uh, the podium, um, having a Ferrari win, and then a Brit, the Brit falling off of the podium. You know, this is kind of a wake up call for Mercedes. We need to wake up, pull our head over out out of our asses, and you know, kind of put up a car that's going to win us races. Because um, you know, it may or may not be Ferrari that's going to give us you know that stick in the side. It might be um, Red Bull having as many um, wins and podiums as they do at this point. Um, we move on to the French Grand Prix. Um, it's kind of been a kind of been. It's been a while since we had this race. Um, can't remember exactly how many years, but um, Hamilton takes the win 
um, at the French Grand Prix in France. You know, French, France, yeah. <laughs> Get a Vettel first lap incident with Bottas. Another you know, situation for Bottas. And then neither of them having a chance to get on the podium. I mean, it's, a, you know, we get another one, two, three. We got, you know, Hamilton, Verstappen, Raikkonen. I mean, it seems like Raikkonen was up there a pretty good amount. Um, we found out at the end of the year that he was kind of surpassed by, um, or no, they, he fin <laughs> finished 2-3, uh, Vettel and Raikkonen at the end of the year. Um, it was Verstappen that finished fourth in front of Bottas. Um, so I think with as many DNS that um, Raikkonen, uh, Raikkonen, <laughs> that Ricardo uh, was having if it was there there was not as many is issues this year with the Renault engine then I think um, Red Bull would have been much more of a competitor than was sought out to be at the end of the year um, I mean we moved to the Austrian Grand Prix and you know we th were thinking oh no Ferrari is just going to get handed over. Here you go. We're going to the Austrian Grand Prix. Here you go, uh, Ferrari uh, from the Silver Arrows. We're just going to hand you the podium, and uh, we're going to take the DNS while you take 2-3. And then looky there, you got Max Verstappen, a Red Bull, on top of, you know, the leaderboard. Um, are we thinking that Red Bull is back in contention for the Constructors' Championship? Or, you know... We thinking that it's going to be, you know, Red Bull and Ferrari with that big, huge loss of the Silver Arrows and having a DNF. And then we get to, <laughs> we get to England. Hamilton's home race. We're thinking it's, it's his home race. He's, he's got it. He's going to take the Rose and the girl and just... Right off into the sunset on his scooter. <laughs> I can see it. His dog in his arm with, you know, a rose in his mouth, his sunglasses on, his, uh, I don't even know who the hell he sponsored at by his, not polo, you know what I'm talking about. And just in his clothes, looking s slick as hell, right off into the sunset, the British sunset to have tea with the queen. Welp. Somebody said, nope, not today, because who spun him into turn three? Raikkonen. Uh, I think uh, he was kind of, you know, went for a wild ride to the back of the pack after spinning out in T3. Um, but I think there was a fantastic charge from the four-time championship winner, now five-time at this point, um, as of December. Um, he brings home a podium, almost literally speaking, but yet another Ferrari takeover. I mean, you have Vettel 1 and Raikkonen 3. I mean, with uh, no Red Bull on the podium, are we thinking that, you know, they're going to be the third team um, in the competition? What, you know, what are we thinking? What's going to be um, at this point? Uh, Vettel took, you know kind of stole the win from Hamilton I think if Hamilton had stuck in it even if uh, Hamilton pulled off um, of the line you know he got off the line he was p1 because he had pole position from uh, you know q3 but um, 
with Vettel shooting past him on a phenomenal start going on to T1, um, I think it would have been a hell of a race. You know, it would have been undercuts, overcuts. It would have been, you know, maybe some um, overtakings. Who would have known? But with that big spin and a big charge from, you know, the Brit, I think it was a phenomenal race. It just kind of was stolen away from him from uh, Ferraris, which I think Hamilton kind of got back <laughs> at him whenever we went to uh, Sebastian Vettel's um, home race because the Silverero's finished 1-2. Um, Vettel was not having much of a welcome back home either as he spins and knocks himself out of the race uh, going into the barrier, and, you know, and that's it. He's stuck. He's stuck in the it kind of makes me funny, you know, I've been a NASCAR fan majority of my whole life, uh, they get stuck in the dirt, they just plow that V8 engine out of there, you know, with, you know, rear wheel tires, um, but I think, you know, with Sebastian Vettel getting stuck and being out of the race, it, it that just kind of, here you go, here you go, Silver Arrows, you take the German Grand Prix, um, I think this is the moment where it starts going downhill for the, you know, the red Ferrari team. Um, he starts, uh, Hamilton, I think, kind of just starts his trek uh, to the championship. I mean, I, I know that it gets to a point where it keeps going back and forth, and Vettel might be the one winning when we get to um, the summer break. But um, we all know the ending of that one. Uh, and then we get to Hungary. Who wins that race? Uh, the Brit. Who takes 2-3? Ferrari. Um, there was kind of a controversial touch between uh, Bottas and Vettel. Vettel always seemed to be you know, the center of attention. Um, we get another one for the Brit, like I said, and then a good run for Ricardo, but his sister car having a DNF. I mean, at this point, people are saying, well, shit, I guess, you know, Red Bull's not going to be in the contention for the championship by the end of the year. Um, they're inconsistent. They're having DNFs left and right. Yeah, granted, Silver Arrows had a double DNF. Uh, but at this point, for me, the Constructor Championship would have, have been seen that Ferrari was going to take it. No DNFs besides the one in Germany now. Um, I mean, they have the least out of, you know, of all three big teams. Um... We get to Spa, and Spa is a fast place to race. It's fun. It's, you know, um, it's in Belgium. <laughs> kind of, you know, making the obvious here, but Sebastian Vettel wins yet another race. Lewis Hamilton finished second, and Max Verstappen finished third. Sounds like that's what it's been like pretty much all season with either, you know, Verstappen or um, Ricardo up on the podium with uh, Vettel and Hamilton. You know, flipping back and forth with the win for Ferrari at Spa. Uh, are they the team to beat after this summer break? You know, this is the the race right after summer break. Um, but I think two of the biggest times, one good, one bad, was uh, Bottas, you know, going out on the outside, going up the, the big hill and making a phenomenal overtake. Um, that's kind of, what do they say? That's something you tell the grandchildren. Because you don't do that. You don't send it, you know, on the outside like that unless you got, you got guts. Bottas has guts. Um, kind of the bad big point. Lap one, T1, right after the five lights 
five red lights went out. We get a big wreck um, into T1. Uh, the th three main guys was, you know, Hulkenberg, uh, Fernando Alonso, and uh, Charles Leclerc. Um, Hulkenberg basically punting Alonso into Leclerc and having Alonso get sent up and over the Sauber. Um, I really think if that Halo system wasn't there, then um, I don't think we'd be talking to Leclerc, you know. Um, he wouldn't be moving on to Ferrari next year. I think, you know, we would have somebody, you know, decapitated, dead, sorry, but we really would. So to all those people out there that's, you know, that really didn't agree with the Halo, oh, you know, it looks bad, it's not going to do anything good. Yeah, they could have done something better, but I think it's, you know, there's two points in this season that I think have really uh, proven a point for the Halo, and, and that's number one. We'll get to number two by the end of this, I promise. Um, but the take from all that, Hulkenberg gets slapped with a 10-point grid penalty. Ten positions for that. Of course, we all know how they've been trying to do it. They look at past incidences with um, and try to compare it with all of them, and they take in consideration who's – you know, kind of more a contention with which part of the championship. And I think a 10-point grid penalty was, you know, sufficient with some extra points onto their uh, their license. Um, and with having 10-point grid penalty at the Italian Grand Prix, you know, Hulkenberg which wasn't going to do much. Um, with Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel, mostly Sebastian Vettel, um, wrecking that really looked into my eyes that Vettel does not have his feet under him he's scared he's making too much of a daring move he's he honestly I think also was complaining too much because I think Lewis Hamilton gave him plenty of room we got Lewis and Vettel getting together on lap one and that leaves the German in the back of the pack after a spin and the Brit taking the lead and the win. Granted, Kimi Rackening came second, but look, what did the Silverers do? Round up the top three with uh, Valtteri Bottas, you know, taking home the podium. Um, another big kind of situation was with uh, Verstappen and Bottas. We talked about Bottas, you know, taking his, you know, P3, but that wasn't, you know, willingly, <laughs> I guess you could say, because um, we had Max Verstappen. Um, they were kind of getting into T1 each time, it seemed like. I think it was two different situations where um, Verstappen would do something and kind of bump Bottas. Well, the second, you know, the after the first one, it got sent up to Charlie, and Charlie was like, hey, dude, can't do that. You're going to get a penalty. You know, Red Bull understood. Uh, Charlie Horner kind of, you know, knew what was going on. But Verstappen, you know, just wanted to get a little, you know, touchy-feely and run Bottas into the safety barrier in the S-turn right off of T1. And what happened? Charlie handed Verstappen a five-second penalty. Of course, he wasn't happy. And um, he essentially handed over the podium to the Silver Arrows and giving Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas one and three. And then we move on to, you know, the next race at Singapore. Uh, it's a night race. 
It's a street circuit. Um, I think it was a great race. We have, you know, the big top three dogs, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, and Sebastian Vettel. Um, it was a fun race. Uh, they were going for the lead and the win, but ultimately the Brit just flew like an arrow and demolishes the competition at Singapore. Force India ends in a bad day after both drivers collide. Um, one DNF, one P16, I believe. Um, Roman Grosjean ignores the blue flag during his fight with the Williams car of Sorotkin and gets handed even more penalty points on his record. That's pretty damn ridiculous there, Grosjean. You just kind of got to settle down. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton, you know, trying to get past you as Max Verstappen's in P2 just... I think it was like half a second and almost, and then Verstappen going for the pass on Hamilton, but getting the course squeezed out because it's very narrow. But it could have changed the outcome of the race because you ignored the blue flag. That's why you got points. Uh, you know, with in Japan, we had, you know, the Red Bulls start in the back of the pack. Oh, no, we're not in Japan. We're skipping around here. We're skipping around here. We're going to Russia. My bad. Went too far on my notes here. Um, we had the Red Bulls um, starting the back of the pack, finishing P5, P6 because of grip penalties due to uh, changing out parts in the car. Uh, we all know how that happens. You just kind of got to bring that up because of how much uh, – Red Bull was contending for the championship. Um, really not much at this point. Um, and then I think the two points, and they're both, I think, bad. Um, uh, one's kind of understandable. One just sucks. I guess we'll just start with the one that sucks. Uh, Toro Rosso having a double DNF uh, with having uh, Gasly and Harley just both spinning almost identically with... Uh, and both having the same problem, having brake failures. Um, that's not on Honda. That's on you, Toro Rosso. What the hell are you doing? Um, and then well, I guess we'll move on to the the one that's more understandable. Uh, Valtteri Bottas having the lead um, at Russia. Team orders come in. Lewis Hamilton's going to pass you. Take P1. Score more points in championship. I know, it sucks. Valtteri Bottas, I think, is one of the best wingmen. If you you took him to a bar, I think you would, you know, be hooking up with the prettiest girl in there. And Lewis Hamilton better be giving him some winning, uh, of the winnings that he's had over, over the year, of how much he's had to be a wingman uh, for this, you know, championship contender. Uh but I understand. I'm sure Toto Wolf felt like crap. Um, you hear the engineer come over. It's my fault. Sorry, Bottas. We have to send Lewis Hamilton up to win the race. And then, you know, after that, we have Japan. The only figure eight um, circuit that we have, essentially figure eight. Um We had another win for uh, the Brit on top of the championship race. We had another collision for Vettel. 
and that's what's for Stappen, and that causes the German to have a spill in the eighth lap of the race. That's pretty damn soon. I mean, I think that's, you know, uh, pretty close to, you know, the first uh, round of tire changes, and uh, he only got up to sixth. With the desperation moments like that, um, like I said before, I really didn't think that Vettel had his feet underneath him. And then Verstappen, of course, takes that third spot position um, on the podium with Hamilton and Bottas and the Silver Arrows fin finishing one and two and a Ferrari not to be seen in sight. I think the U.S. Grand Prix, as we just found out, not too long ago was phenomenal. You know, the Pirelli won, uh, the Formula One Pirelli 2018 United States Grand Prix was phenomenal. Um, that's my home Grand Prix. It's five hours just away from me um, in Austin, Texas, and it became Raikkonen's first win in, you know, like a hundred some odd races. It was a ridiculous amount of races. Um, he broke his long slew of races with no wins, and, um, you know, I think Vettel became the worst off of this race. Um, he qualified second, but because of that red flag incident in FP1, um, he receives a grid penalty and his start P5, and then he collides with yet another Red Bull. This week, it's Daniel Ricciardo. Um, but I guess you know with Kimi Raikkonen win the race, Ferrari had a little breather and uh, was gonna get a better chance with Vettel. Um, you know, possibly winning. The championship that year with um, Lewis Hamilton finishing third that kind of put the brakes on uh, Hamilton's fifth world championship and then a great moment in Mexico um, with uh, Ricardo just barely squeezing by Verstappen for that pole position for that P1 um, he kind of stopped the uh, potential record holder, the youngest driver, start on pole. Um, I think it was at the age of 20 or 21. I mean, he's pretty young, um, but it didn't matter because Verstappen wind up winning the race, and Daniel finishes with yet another DNF. Um, I mean, what do you do at that point? I think with how mad um, Ricardo was and his, I. Um, his interview, I think is completely understandable. I mean, I would be pretty upset too. I would say things like that too. And I don't blame him, but I'm glad he came back and finished out the season. I'm glad he didn't quit and give us, you know, a good running. Um, the Ferraris had a tremendous run by running out the rest of the podiums after, after Verstappen, but it couldn't stop the now five-time winning world champion hailing from England. Lewis Hamilton. I mean, I don't think it... Yeah, he was P4. And Bottas P5. Um, I mean... Can't really do too much. I think Vettel had to win the race. And I think Hamilton had to finish below P5. I really think he kind of rode out that... Um, the U.S. Grand Prix and the... Um, Mexican Grand Prix and he kind of got lucky winning it so soon but he's still five time world championship at this point um, 
And then we move on to Brazil, where I really thought we could get back-to-back -back wins from Max Verstappen. I'm not a huge fan of Max Verstappen, but I can't deny his talent. Um, I really thought the Red Bulls were on a rise until Verstappen was shunted out of the lead by the back marker of the Force India car of Ocon, uh, making Max finish P2 behind Hamilton. Um, I mean, he's still charging as you know for Mercedes. He's still trying to win championships for them. And uh, the it wound up allowing the Silver Arrow team clinching uh, to clinch their fifth consecutive constructors championship for Brazil. I mean, it was it wasn't you know a total sweep by Ferrari. Uh, Hamilton won the race with Verstappen P two and Kimi Räikkönen you know rounding out the podium. Um, I don't I don't think yeah Vettel finished P six. You know with that kind of mentality I don't think Vettel would have really um, deserved the championship as much as Lewis Hamilton did with as many uh, wins he had and then we get to Abu Dhabi the big culminating event of the 2018 Formula 1 season and what does he do? He goes out and wins it. Lewis Hamilton wins it. Uh, we got Alonzo saying goodbye to F1 for now. Um, we get the donuts from the three champions of, from you know Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel, and Fernando Alonso. Um, Max Verstappen finished out P3 ahead of Bottas um, for the or P4 technically for the you know, the world championship competition, but uh, P3 ultimately, you know, of course, had a Bottas uh, with Verstappen and right, uh, Ricardo finishing P3, P4, and Bottas taking that P5 position. Um, and then, you know, kind of the two sad moments I would take out of that uh, was, was the second moment I had been talking about earlier where the halo saved a life. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg spilling over and tumbling over, you know, end over end into the barrier, coming out of the corner and uh, landing on top of his head. Uh, I believe if the halo wasn't there, we'd have either pulled out a paralyzed or a dead Hulkenberg. Um, I think the, those two situations, Leclerc and Hulkenberg, um, I think proves why we have the halo. Um, you know, kind of the other part of this race where it would kind of, you know, somber moment besides, you know, Hulkenberg and Alonzo was, you know, the DNF in the last race with Ferrari for Raikkonen. We're going back to Sauber and, you know, it's just kind of like, well, crap. You know, he pulls off to the side on the main, you know, straight and the start finish line and there's no power. I mean, shit, it, it, it could have been back, you know, like he was with, I think, Lotus. Whenever he had his, I think it was Lotus, either that or Sauber. Uh, whenever he was on Monaco, he had, you know, that DNF where he just walked his happy ass all the way back to his, his damn yacht. I would have, you know, potentially done that. 
but that kind of rounds out the you know a great season of you know Formula One in 2018. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really hope you guys did too. Um, if you know, I want feedback from you guys. What did you think? What did I miss? What were big points that I should have put in? Um, leave me a message, and I'll you know I'll listen. I'll try to include it on the next one for next week. Uh, but for now, uh, we're going to move on to the next segment. Uh, we're going to move on to the new grid for the 2019 Formula 1 season. Here we go. Uh, we're going to just kind of go over um, the 2019 uh, driver lineup, the new grid uh, for the next season. Um, there's a lot of movement. I think there's only, I think, two or three uh, teams that stayed the absolute same. Uh, I think it's uh, Mercedes, uh, Haas, and I think that's it. Um, so we're going into it. Uh, Mercedes kind of easy. It's Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas. Uh, Bottas, I think, signed a two-year extension into his contract. Lewis Hamilton, I think, I mean, it's just like the NFL. I think they franchised him at this point, uh, guaranteeing basically Mercedes um, more wins in the future. Um, A great wingman for Lewis Hamilton and, you know, potentially, you know, an overtake um, of Formula One. Um, maybe a 6-1 next year, we'll see, with uh, the new 2019 front wings, and I guess, well, it's a whole new car, technically, but mostly on that front wing, and uh, the rear wing a little bit, um, we'll see what they can pull out, Arrow wasn't always the number one thing, it's more of a Red Bull thing, but we'll see, um, Ferrari, uh, they'll keep Sebastian Vettel, uh, they'll lose Kimi Raikkonen uh, to Sauber, and Basically a one-for-one swap. They'll get Charles Leclerc from Sauber. I think that's a big move for Leclerc. I think he's done phenomenal things this year. Um, A lot of good wins, a good amount of points. Um, I don't know exactly how many he got. Actually, let's go look. Because if he can compete in the middle of the pack um, as much as he did, um, he finished with 39 points and 13th place in a Sauber. Out of 20 drivers, um, I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. He beat out his teammate uh, Marcus Erickson by 30 points. I mean, he's I think 20 years old. Um, he didn't have any podiums, but he he did. Yeah, he's about to turn 21, I believe. I mean, um, he's a kid, but he's doing some pretty damn good racing. Um, going to Red Bull Racing, um, talk about racing, Red Bull Racing, they're keeping Max Verstappen one of their, um, top contenders with 249 points last season from, um, Max Verstappen, um, they're picking up Pierre Gasly from Toro Rosso, kind of doing that, uh, move on on up, moving on up, uh, going Toro Rosso, you know, staying in the Red Bull family. Uh, with Red Bull next year, having Honda um, come to them 
Uh, Toro Rosso providing Pierre Gasly with all that knowledge of the Honda engine. I think it's going to be good for Red Bull Racing. I don't know if uh, Gasly's going to be able to hang like uh, Charles Leclerc can, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, is it going to be six or is it just going to be four? Or it might be three with just Hamilton, Vettel, and Verstappen again this year. Um, without Raikkonen being in a major um, competition because of the lack of a, you know, a car or a, a good car. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But Pierre Gasly having that uh, move up to Red Bull Racing and that knowledge of Honda, I think it'll be good for them. Now, everybody's big surprise was with Renault. Uh, they'll keep Nico, uh, Nico Hulkenberg, you know, the guy that got shunted and was the shunter and the shunty. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, uh, Renault's gaining Daniel Ricciardo uh, from Red Bull Racing. Kind of a surprise for me. Yes, granted, he's had a lot of knowledge with Renault uh, because Renault provided the engine to Red Bull Racing. Um, kind of throws me for a loop because of how many DNFs that Daniel Ricciardo had this past season uh, due to engine failure. Uh, just kind of throws me for a loop that, that he wouldn't want to move on to Honda and stick around with Red Bull Racing and sign another contract. But... We'll see. We'll see how he does in the yellow and black. Uh, he, I don't think he'll be quite as um, competing or a big competitor as he was uh, last year as uh, Red Bull Racing, but we'll see. Like I said, Haas keeps Romain Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen. Um, it's you know not much of a surprise if keep what you got. Uh, Racing Point, formerly known as Force India, uh, that's going to be big. I wonder if they're going to keep the pink. Uh, we'll have to see what they do it, uh, when they release. Um, I think they said they release in February, relatively close to Ferrari, their new car. Um, but they're going to keep on. They're going to hang on to Sergio Perez and uh, get Lance Stroll from Williams. Hmm, I wonder why. Maybe because Stroll has daddy paying everything over at Racing Point. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, McLaren, uh, they lose both of their drivers. They're going to be brand spanking new. Fernando Alonso obviously moving on to uh, um, IndyCar Racing to you know try to win the Indy 500 and win the Triple Crown. And then uh, picking up uh, Lando Norris and then losing um, Van Dorn and picking up Carlos Sainz. I mean, you get another... Uh, Spanish guy, you know, coming from Renault, um, and I, and actually, I think McLaren does have Renault engines, so it's gonna be good for them uh, to have the knowledge from Carlos Sainz and um, knowing how those engines work and keeping it in the family. Um, I think they actually lent out Carlos Sainz to McLaren because since Renault's the big daddy um, and McLaren's borrowing the engine, I think it was kind of a lend out moment. But Lando Norris is going to be a rookie this next year. So uh, we'll have to see how this really goes. we got quite a few rookies or quite a new, bit of new guys uh, coming in that hasn't raced uh, in Formula 1 in either a while or at all. Uh, Toro Rosso, for example. Um, I'm probably going to butcher these names because there's quite a bit of guys that are uh, new that I haven't really got to know. Um, 
Daniel uh, Kvyat, uh, he's moving from the de development driver of Ferrari uh, to Toro Rosso, which kind of surprises me because Toro Rosso has no ties in with Ferrari. So I wonder if they kind of bought out their contract or if they are lending him. Um, and if at any point Ferrari can bring him back for whatever reason. Um, they're going to pick up Alexander Albon from uh, Formula 2. Uh, he's a rookie this next year. And um, hopefully it'll be um, interesting. I think it was Formula 2. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they can do at Toro Rosso. Two young kids um, racing for you know, a relatively young team. Of course, if once we move on to Sauber, we see that Kimi Raikkonen, uh, that big name, moving from uh, Ferrari to Sauber, back to Sauber technically, um, with being with Ferrari for so long. I think Sauber kind of kicked off Kimi Raikkonen's career, and uh, he's going to be right beside another rookie with Antonio uh, Giovinazzi. Um, I think yet another rookie from Formula 2 or along those lines. Um, you know, is Sauber going to be in competition? Do you think Kimi Raikkonen is going to be doing the same thing as Charles Leclerc? You know, putting up 39 points, even though, you know, Kimi Raikkonen threw up 251 and became the third place guy and was on the podium for the, you know, the world championship. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, Williams, you know, getting totally revamped as well, uh, losing both their drivers. Um, George Russell from the. You know, he's the defending Formula 2 champion uh, champion winner. Uh, he's obviously a rookie. And then Robert Kubica. Like, we all know that guy, the two big wrecks, you know. Um, but we'll have to see what he does. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he can come back and actually win or if Williams is going to suck again this year. I mean, they have his uh, Mercedes engine, but everything else, you know, reliability and arrow is just not holding out for them but we'll see this next year it'll be interesting this uh to find out if uh a lot of these changes are for good for the worse like for instance whenever mclaren picked up van dorn uh granted he was a you know a great driver before he came to formula one but i don't really think he did a lot for mclaren now he's a formula e and he kind of lost his edge you know in the first race he was down in p16 p15 area um, are we going to have situations like that where we, we get good guys from Formula 2, Formula 3, GP3, um, and they come up to, in the ranks to Formula 1 and not do so well, uh, lose their competitive edge and finish last every race or finish, you know, in the bottom, qualify the last. Um, we'll have to see. Well, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today uh, for Episode 1. Uh, I think we discussed a lot today. Um we discussed the 2018 uh, season, recapped it. We talked about all the way from Melbourne, uh, Australia to Abu Dhabi. Um, phenomenal season. And I can't wait for the 2019 season as we just discussed with the new 2019 driver lineup. Um, I hope you guys join me next week. Um, kind of a sneak peek on what we're doing next week. Uh, we're going to talk about rumors, talk about you know what to expect for 2019 with all these new drivers going into a little more depth about you know each driver um and i'm excited for next week i hope i get to see you guys next week and i really do appreciate you uh listening um if you do like it please keep listening you know go listen on itunes go listen on spotify i appreciate you guys hit that like button hit that follow button 
I appreciate y'all. Catch you next week.